you didn't see there. <laughs> I'm not used to seeing people much here on my island where I have been exiled. It's called Patmos. Can you say that word? Oh, good. <laughs> not very comfortable. No, not much to sit on. I sleep on a rock, and I have another rock for my pillow. <laughs> no one to cut my hair, no one to uh, look after me. But at this point in my life, it's just right. <laughs> just right for me to, to put my thoughts together of a life, a life uns unspeakably wonderful. <laughs> Not mine. Although I have lived many decades, it, it is not my life that I speak of. I have only one life, one story, the greatest story ever told, that of Jesus, my Savior. I am John. <laughs> some call me uh, the Apostle John, some say the beloved disciple. I am all of those. And I'm an old man now. The others, all gone. All given their lives for the Savior. And I wound up here, <laughs> eating bugs. <laughs> They're not too bad. Have you ever tried one? Oh. Really? Bacon and cheese flavored. Was it crickets? Sounds yummy. <laughs> you did. How big was it? A big ant? Oh, my word. That's the biggest ant ever. Well, I, I have had crickets, and they are quite crunchy, but the legs stick in your teeth. I must tell you uh, some stories, and then perhaps you have some questions about the life of Jesus. I know quite a bit about it. <laughs> Why, if this world could not hold all, all the stories, there would not be enough books in the world to, to tell them. Well, I was a young man, you see, a follower of John the Baptizer. Well, my brother James and I were known as the sons of Zebedee. Yeah, our father, and we were fishermen. Well, but you see, I was more interested in this preacher from the wilderness, and you know what? He ate bugs, too. <laughs> yes. He ate locusts and dressed in rags, and, well, <laughs> this is what I have come to. But he was preaching a gospel of repentance. Oh, he was bold to get into the face of the religious leaders, calling them whitewashed tombs. Oh, a brood of snakes, he said. They did not like that much. Well, Andrew and I, that was Peter's brother, we went to hear John the Baptizer preach. Oh, and he baptized many into the Jordan River. And up they came, baptized them for the repentance of their sins. Myself and Andrew also. And one day, we saw a new person come from Nazareth. Apparently, he was some relative of John the baptizer. 
His name was Jesus. And the most remarkable thing happened uh, when he came into the waters. John looked at him and he said, no, no, you must baptize me. And Jesus' words, I could not understand. He said, no, no, let it be so to fulfill all scripture. And then when John took Jesus under the water and lifted him up, a dove came from heaven and lit upon him. And we heard a voice, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. <laughs> John looked at him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He said that about Jesus. And so, Andrew and I began to follow him. He started to preach with such authority and amazed, amazed everyone who followed. Soon I ran to my brother. I said, James, you must here, this man, he's, he's amazing. I think he's Messiah. We heard a voice from heaven. Well, Andrew said the same to his brother, Peter. And soon we were all followers of Jesus. <laughs> Those early days were remarkable. And how Jesus loved the children. I shall never forget. <laughs> oh, he loved them all. One day, we were going through Jericho. And there on the street by the gate was a blind beggar, bo born blind. His name was uh, Timaeus. Uh, the f no, his father's name was Timaeus. His name was Bartimaeus. <laughs> and he, he sat there at the roadside. Alms, alms, help a poor blind man. Alms. Well, once in a while, people would place a small coin into his hand, and he would hold that until his father came to bring him home, and he would use the beggings to buy bread for their family. Well, we saw this taking place, uh, and Jesus uh, and all of us were going through the city, and this Bartimaeus stood up. Beggars are not allowed to stand. They're supposed to sit and not be a nuisance. But this Bartimaeus, he stood up and said, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus. Jesus said, uh, John, James, bring him here. And so we went. We went to Bartimaeus and said, come, the master is calling you. We led him through the crowd. And he stood face to face with Jesus. <laughs> And Jesus wasted no time. He said, uh, tell me what you want. Bartimaeus said, Lord, I want to see. And in that instance, Jesus said this, go, your faith has made you well. His eyes were opened. And his first vision was the smiling, happy face of Jesus. He threw his arms around Jesus in a great hug. He said, I can see, I can see. Thank you, thank you, I can see. Oh, and he did keep his eyes on Jesus and became one of his many followers. How could he not? Oh, well, the Pharisees could not believe it. It had never happened before. Someone born blind, now able to see. But someone recalled 
what Isaiah said about Messiah, that he would preach the good news, open blind eyes, set the captives free, and proclaim the acceptable word of the Lord. Here he was doing all that. Oh, yes, we followed him, left our fishing boats, and followed Jesus. Oh. Uh, maybe you've heard the story of how he fed the 5,000. It? it was a, a, after a long afternoon of teaching, telling stories, uh, the sower and the seed and the mustard seed, and oh, how blessed are the poor, for they shall find mercy. Oh, so much, and I remembered it and soaked it in, for it was truth and life and nourishment for my soul. I felt somehow, some way, some day I would write it all down. <laughs> now I have. Oh, well, I'm not the first to write about Jesus. Mark was the first. With the help of Peter, he wrote down the story of Jesus in short order. Our friend Luke also wrote his gospel and the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. Of course, Matthew <laughs> was very detailed about writing his gospel of Jesus. Why, he was a very good student of the Old Testament and all the prophecies of Jesus, and he would look at that old prophecy and say, here's where it talks of Jesus. This prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus. Here it is. There he is. There he is again and again. If you want to know how Jesus fulfilled promises, the prophecies of the Old Testament, read Matthew. Well, I have read them. And somehow at this point in my life, God in his mercy and wisdom has inspired me to do one more. <laughs> How do you like this? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In that time, all things were created, and without him, nothing that was created was created. In him is life, and that life is the light of men. What do you think? It's a good, good paragraph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it begins. Well, you can read the other Gospels to know how Jesus was born in Bethlehem. It's all true. But you see, God inspired me in different ways that we might know he is the Son of God. <laughs> uh, forgive my thoughts for being random, but seeing so many children, I have to tell you a story about a little boy. Well, yes, he was maybe your size, not too much bigger, maybe smaller. Well, you see, all the mothers and their children wanted Jesus to bless them. Yes, well, who wouldn't? And so they arranged a long line, and they were holding their children, waiting to get a little moment with Jesus. And we disciples were standing by, trying to keep order. It was getting late. 
We were hungry. Why, everyone was a little bit tired except for Jesus. Oh, he was talking to every one of them, having a wonderful time, laughing and smiling and hugging and giving them a, a kiss, a blessing. Well, this boy was seated on Jesus' lap, and he was telling him about an, an owie that he had on his elbow, and Jesus was uh, listening and going, oh, mm, yes, I see. Well, we were fed up. <laughs> one of the other disciples, I think it was Peter, grabbed one arm of the boy and said, now, come away. Jesus doesn't have time for this. Why, his mother had a hold of the other arm. She said, no, don't take him away. And Jesus had a hold of the boy's legs. He was getting pulled in three parts. And Jesus said, stop. <laughs> stop it. Let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them. For of such as these is the kingdom of heaven. And then he looked at the, the Pharisees gathered in the way, way back, who were standing there scoffing, looking down at Jesus. He said, hey, unless you come to the kingdom of God like one of these little children, you can't get in. And then he prayed for the little boy. He put one hand on his head and one hand on his elbow and prayed a beautiful prayer. And when he was done, the little boy jumped up and said, Whoopee! <laughs> and ran off back to his mother. Oh, Jesus loves the little children. Oh, so many times they would climb onto his legs, two, one on each leg, one on each arm. <laughs> Did you ever do that? <laughs> didn't matter if there was dust and dirt. He just loved them. I like that. <laughs> the love Jesus showed not only for the children and for the beggars and for, for those who, who studied, those who were hungry and thirsty for truth and for life and for liberty. Well, I shall never recall... Uh, I mean, I shall never forget the conversation he had with Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea, he was a, a, quite a prominent Pharisee, a teacher, and he was beginning to wonder about this gospel, this good news Jesus was teaching. And, and he, he met with him secretly. Well, I myself went along to listen, to protect Jesus. We were there in a dark corner of the temple or some large building. We were watching out for others. Jesus had a conversation with him. He said, uh, listen, you must be born again. Born again? He said, well, how? Can I go back into my mother's womb? No, 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 Jesus said. You must be born of water, the body, you see, and the spirit. He went on to say, God so loves the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him might not perish but have everlasting life. 
For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him they might have life eternal. Well, I think he understood. I hope so. And he did follow, although secretly. <laughs> oh, Jesus was so powerful, so amazing to do miracles. Why, and yes, sometimes he grew tired. I recall one time when we were uh, following a, a long day of ministry. Jesus had got into the boat with all of the disciples, and he said, now head out for the other side of the Sea of Galilee. I'm going to take a nap. And so he did. He was resting in the bow, uh, sleeping on some folded-up sails, uh, when one of those weather systems came through and uh, blew up a storm there on the Sea of Galilee this way and that. Well, these were experienced boatmen, fishermen, trying to row and, and, and not to capsize. The waves were horrible. Finally, someone tried to wake up Jesus. They said, hey, hey. Don't you care? We're going to die. Don't you care? Wake up. And he looked up and he said, Oh, oh, you guys. You guys have so little faith. Oh, hold on a minute. He stood up and he said, Hey, wind, stop it. Waves, be still. Just like that. The sea was calm smooth as can be. We sat there, stood there, in shock, amazed. Who is this guy to command even the wind and the waves? Jesus said, yeah, wake me up when we get to shore. He went back to sleep. <laughs> Can you imagine being on that boat? I was there. I saw it all. And saved it in the library of my mind so that I could write his story. <laughs> well, as I say, there are way too many stories to tell. Is there one that you uh, perhaps know of or any question that you might have for Old John the Apostle. Anybody curious? Oh, 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 yes, sir, yes. Oh, yes, I knew Peter. He's asking, was I where, there when Peter betrayed Jesus three times? Yes, I was. I was there in the courtyard, and I heard him. I heard the accusations. I heard the rooster crow. And I heard poor Peter crying out in anguish and racing away to hide. Well, you see, I had a friend in Herod's household, and I was there. Uh, no one accused me. And so I stayed and watched, recording everything. A very good question. Yes. Oh, those were dark days. Horrible days. How... Awful to see my Lord beaten and, and reviled and crucified. 
yes, young lady, way up high. What's your question? <laughs> what was my favorite miracle and why? Hmm. Well, that's a hard question. He did so many. Oh, let's see. Uh, healing the... Oh, yes. I'll tell you. Raising Lazarus from the dead. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the story. You see, Lazarus and Jesus were good friends, buddies. And we were some ways away from their home when we got the word Lazarus was sick. Come quick, come quick. Maybe you can come and heal him and he'll live. And Jesus did nothing. Wait, he said. We shall wait. Why? We didn't know. Jesus knew he was following God's plan, but uh, we thought, you never know. He could die. It might be too late, and indeed it was. Finally, word came to us that, yes, Lazarus had died. They had put him in the grave. And then Jesus said, okay, now we can go. Thomas, he said, yeah, let's go and die with him. <laughs> Thomas, what a character. But Jesus chose him too. Well, we made the journey. It was not just around the block. It was uh, a long time, and we got there, and uh, uh, Lazarus' mother, his, his sister Martha, came out to us. Jesus, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, yes, well, we shall see him again. Yes, she said, of course, in the resurrection. Well, then Mary came out. Jesus, oh, pouring tears. She said the same thing. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Crying, crying, wailing. And Jesus cried too. Then he said, Where'd they put him? Martha said, oh, <laughs> Wait a minute, he's been dead four days. He's in the tomb, of course, but he smells bad. The smell of death is something you never want to experience. Jesus said, Show me. And then he said, Open the tomb, move the stone. Everyone, all the disciples, Mary, Martha, everyone, astounded. What is he going to do? And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. And with his hands still bound, out walked Lazarus, alive. <laughs> and he didn't smell dead. He walked right past me. I sniffed him. <laughs> Jesus said, well, you better unwrap him. <laughs> we took the, gro the grave windings off. And then Jesus and Lazarus had a long man hug. <laughs> oh, the word got out, of course. Everyone heard about it. Jesus raised a man dead for days. Who could do that but God? Oh. The Pharisees, they didn't like it much. 
Now they were planning to kill Jesus and Lazarus. Hmm. Well, I think that's my favorite miracle because it shows me that means nothing to Jesus. He conquered it. He went through it and conquered it. Yes, what's your question? Why did I get banished to this island? Well, I think it's because um, I was spreading too much good news. Yeah, yeah. They, the rulers at the time thought I was dangerous. Look at me. I'm an old man. I can hardly squash the bugs I had for lunch. <laughs> what kind of threat am I? But it was not my strength, certainly not my good looks. <laughs> it was my words. They wanted to stop the words, to kill the story. And they thought by sending me here, they could do that. <laughs> well, I don't think they succeeded. For here it is I write and record and retell the story. And I am just now beginning to get a, 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 another story, a vision, again of Jesus. But not what has been, what is to come. The revelation of Jesus. Oh, I think it could be a bestseller. <laughs> well, who else has a question for the Apostle of Love, John? What, what's your question, sir? Well, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Why do I call myself the, the disciple Jesus loved? Well, I think he liked me best. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think he did. Well, I, I was very young, a teen, when I started to follow him and was so devoted, always, always to him. As a matter of fact, I sat just to his side at the Last Supper when he said, one of these twelve will betray me. We all said, who? Who is it? Who is it, Jesus? He said, the one that I give this to he took a piece of bread and he dipped it into the bowl and he gave it to Judas. And he said to Judas, go do what you need to do. But Judas was our treasurer. He left. Somehow we didn't get it. But you see, that experience, and when Jesus went to the garden to pray, he took three, James, John and Peter. And you see, when he rose from the dead and came back, he said, uh, what is it if this one lives forever? Speaking of me, <laughs> there was a rumor I would never die. But I think I will die. This body, mm, yes, it, it will decay. It's have decayed already, <laughs> but the spirit will rise. That I know for sure. Did I answer your question? Yes. 
Well, there's one other reason. It's because in my writings, I speak of his love. I've written three letters. First John, second John, third John. <laughs> the apostle of love. They, they speak of loving one another and doing what Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. It's all about love. One other reason. This is hard to tell, but when Jesus was on the cross, his arms outstretched, blood dripping from the wounds, his feet on the cross, he would have to raise himself up to breathe. <sighs> the crown of thorns on his head. And I was there. And his mother was beside me. And he looked at me. And he said, Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold. Your son? <sighs> he trusted his mother to me. That meant that I would care for her needs until her death. And I did. He had brothers, but they would not come to follow until later. And so I think he loved me. And I loved him back. I cared for Mary in a part of my home. Watched over her and the others as they grew. And when she too was laid to rest, I know her spirit joined him. Oh, it's something I know is coming. <laughs> it comes to all human bodies. And yet, when we have been born of the Spirit, you see, that Spirit leaves this body and ascends. Just as Jesus breathed his last after he said, It is finished. <sighs> his last breath went out of the body and it was dead, gone, done. <laughs> they laid him in the tomb. And for three days, the body was there. I have to tell this story, too. For you see, Mary was the first one to discover Jesus alive from the dead. She went to prepare the body. She came running back to us. She found Peter and I. She said, the Lord is alive. I have seen him. Come, the grave is empty. Peter jumped up and ran out. Come on, John, run, run. <laughs> In those days, I could run a lot faster. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I outran Peter. <laughs> he was all bow-legged, you know, fisherman, and I whoosh, went right past him and got right to the door of the tomb, but I didn't go in, and all of a sudden... Here comes Peter. Boom, boom, boom. He had no brakes. He kept going right into the tomb and said, oh, John, get in here. 
I went in, and I saw nobody. Grave clothes empty, and there, the headpiece folded neatly, like a napkin, and placed at the head. That's when I believed. That's when I knew all that he said was true. That is our custom, you see. When someone gets up from the table, they fold their napkin and place it as a sign they will be back. They're coming back. And so Jesus folded his headpiece, laid it there as a way to say, hey, I'll be back. I'm coming back. I'm alive. And I'll see you again. <laughs> Such courage flowed into my body that day. I shall never forget it. Mary told us to go to Galilee. That's what Jesus said. And so we left his tomb there. We went up to Galilee. Oh, went fishing. <laughs> Caught nothing. The voice from shore said, Have you caught anything? I knew it was Jesus right then. Peter, uh, perhaps his ears were not as good as mine. He said, I'll tell him something. I, why? I clapped my hands over his mouth. I said, Peter, it's Jesus. Well, you know Peter. <laughs> Wrapped his cloak around him, jumped in, left us to carry the fish back, and there was Jesus on the shore cooking some fish. I wish I had some way to catch fish. That would taste good. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe you've heard the story how Peter embraced, uh, Jesus embraced Peter and forgave him his denials and made him a leader. Why, well, we saw Jesus many times after that. Yes, a, a week after his death, we were in the upper room, the 11 of us, we talking and buzzing about how we'd seen Jesus and he was alive and what are we going to do? And we're talking and we're excited. We're having a little fish and bread and all of a sudden, Jesus appears. The door was over here. Jesus was there. Lord, we ran to him. I gave him a hug. Oh, it was, I, I don't know how he did that, but he did. Oh, we're so excited. He spoke to us, and we were so enthused. But you see, that first time, Thomas wasn't there. And when we saw him again, we said, Thomas, you're going to miss out. Jesus came to us, did not. Oh, yes, he did. No way. Thomas was, he was a very skilled doubter. Yes. Oh, he said, I, I'm not going to believe it. Uh, Eleven against one, or ten, ten against one. Uh, guess what? I'm not going to believe it unless I see the prince in his hands and that spear mark in his side. Another week went by, and we were in the same room. Talking, praying, Thomas was with us. And, uh, and guess what? Uh, door over there. Jesus appears over here. Uh, I was saying, uh, Thomas, uh, look behind you. <laughs> he looked. Oh, 
Jesus' words. He said, Thomas, look, put your finger here. Want to see my scar? Touch that. Thomas did. He fell to his knees and he said, My Lord and my God. Jesus lifted him up and said, You believe because you have seen. Blessed are those who have believed who have not seen. <laughs> Thomas turned out all right. They all did. He <sighs> died for their faith and I soon will join them. But the seeds have been planted. You see, the story shall go on. We are not the only followers of the parts of his body, no. You, yes, yes, all who believe, tell his story, do. Write your own story. Read my story. Tell his story until either he comes or we go to him. Well, I'm an old man and I hear my stone pillow calling me. <laughs> I hope that you too will write your stories of Jesus. And one day you can tell them to me. Yes? I bid you peace in the name of our Lord and Savior. Shalom.